0: Maybe. Oh, there we go. Justin, can you say that again? How you doing?
1: I'm doing well, Austin. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah. Thanks for coming on.
1: All right, cool. Because yeah, you uh, you you asked me at first, and I responded, and then I didn't hear anything. I was a little concerned, uh, but I'm, good to hear you. And thank you for having me on. I'm
0: so sorry. Uh, thanks for coming on. Really excited to have you on again. I was saying uh, earlier that it like you're you're basically a weekly occurrence on the show right now. I think this is your second time well, of the I mean, year, third overall.
1: Yes, and um, you also have me on first week of the semester, so I mean, yeah, you can really start something here if you really want
0: to. Right, and we might have to, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk. Um, so I know we're, we're on tonight to talk Arizona State women's basketball, but we just wrapped up our, our men's basketball section, and I think it's worth talking about them just a little bit, because what's going on in Tempe? I, I think that was a team that really didn't have much expectation going into the year, but... I mean, they're perfect to start conference play. What's been the vibe around that team?
1: The vibe around the team is fascinating, to say the least. You talk about not much expectation. I would say middle of the pack, pun intended, was probably where they were expected to be. And through conference play, they just got shellacked by BYU, Northwestern, TCU, like good teams that they played just folded in the first half, and you're just saying to yourself, okay, they could beat teams that are not that good, but then they play these good teams, and they get smacked. Like, and even the team that they beat that wasn't great, like UMass roll, they had to come back by 10 points in the last two minutes of the game. So, like, non con play was not very good in some doubles, but you talk about undefeated conference play, they were trailing most of the games, Stanford and Cal in their Bay Area first, and I didn't watch all of those games, but I honestly don't know how they pulled it off in both of those. It was quite impressive to say the least. I mean, Grant, Stanford and Cal are the greatest teams in the past 12. Hey,
0: hey, 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 don't say that about Stanford.
1: I mean, mean, Stanford's not that bad, but um, Cal, we can all agree, is not great, and so to, to win those games was shocking in that fashion, and then Come home, like Utah was a close game, and then they obliterated them in the second half. They just went out run. That was impressive. Utah's a very good squad, and then Colorado. I covered that game and very close throughout. And the fact that ASU was able to pull it out at the end. um I mean, with ASU basketball, you've got this four guard lineup that Bobby Hurley is rolling with, and it's kind of funny because like. With ASU and basketball, it's also a very guard-heavy lineup. So it's something going on in Tempe with the guards. But man, four zero—I I did not expect it, so I'll be honest with you.
0: I—I I, I love to hear it. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think it's the the world is better when the Pac-12 is doing better, uh, and in its last year, you know what? What better time to have a team like Arizona State kind of come out of nowhere and, and have a good conference? Uh, let, let's hey, move to
1: Oregon. Oregon and ASU. Look
0: yeah. Up. Just like we all thought at the start of the year. Uh, let's move on to women's basketball with with two of the more underachieving teams, if we're being completely honest, in the Pac-12. Um, for Arizona State, I mean, it's just been a really rough stretch for you guys recently, losing four of your last five. Uh, the, the only win by four on a neutral site to Fresno State. So, hasn't been the year that Arizona State has wanted coming into the season. But... The outlook for this weekend, I think, is good against an Oregon State team that is overachieving a little bit and, and an Oregon team that has struggled. What what have you seen? Let's just start on the on the offensive side. I know they lost some really big players coming into the year. What have you seen from the Arizona State offense coming into the year? If you were to explain this offense uh, to a first-time viewer, how would you explain it?
1: Well, I kind of alluded to it before, how it's very guard-heavy you mentioned. Yeah. Um, Losing a key player—that's Ty Skinner. Last year, she averaged 19 points per game. She's a player that transferred over from Delaware when Natasha Dare, the second-year head coach at ASU, came from Delaware. So she took Ty Skinner with her, and like I said, 19 points per game. Like she was the lead scorer on the team. Coming into her senior year, was expected to, you know, maybe be the best player again, and she tore ACL right before the season. So that was a heartbreaker for the team. Um, but talk about Jaden Simmons. She was also one of the leading scorers for the team last year. Um, She comes into her senior season as well. She's a a veteran, been at ASU her entire career. Um, So she's been able to step up, and she's played well. But um, the two things about them, and I'll talk about Simmons specifically because you'll see her in this game, is She puts a lot of points on the board, but she can also be a little bit inefficient while doing so. And it's funny because I'm looking at some stats right now, and she actually shoots better from three than she does from the field. She shoots 37.5% from three, and she shoots 37.3% from the field. So that just goes to show that, you know, she's a good three-point shooter, but sometimes the shot selection inside the arc isn't as good. Um, And so, you know, you look at her, Player to look at is Jalen Brown. She went off against Colorado in the last game. She scored 35 points. That was a career day for her. And, um, so, I mean, you look at some of these scores, like I said, very guard heavy. James Simmons, Jalen Brown, uh, Trey Chris is a, another guard. So, you know, your three top scorers are all guards. So, you know, maybe a little bit on the smaller side, but also quicker and athletic as well.
0: Yeah, I wanted to actually talk about Treyana Crisp because she's been really, really fun to start the year. She's a player that, again, didn't have a ton of expectation coming into the year but has really improved this year. Um, True shooting percentage up 13%, shooting percentage up 12%, three-point percentage up 10%. She's been really good this year. What have you seen just in terms of the the developmental side of those guards this year?
1: Yeah, I think um, something about Trey Crisp specifically is She's a local kid um, from Goodyear, Arizona, and so she's a sophomore. So, like you said, maybe wasn't expected to do too much. I mean, she had her freshman year, and that was cool and all, and she was able to come in. And, you know, I don't think she was necessarily expected to be um, a star, per se. I mean, she did go to um, Vegas and the uh, little press conference that all the teams have before the season. So I think that shows that, Adair really did have confidence in her, um, and you know to send her and Simmons. Like I said, Simmons has been a veteran of this team, and Chris is a little bit younger. But you know you have those two players um, who have been, you know, the head of the snake, if you will. And then you add in Jalen Brown to that, transfer from Louisville. Um, You've you, you got a three guard lineup right there. And, you know, three solid guards, to say the least.
0: And I think looking forward for ASU, it's it's really important for this team to look at, at how young they are, especially in terms of the core right now, where Journey Thompson, who's been really solid this year, a, a sophomore. Kadidia Touré, uh, apologies if I'm mispronouncing that one. She's a sophomore. Trey Crisp, a sophomore. Jalen Brown, a sophomore. Yeah, you're losing Treasure Hunt, which is the greatest name in college sports history. Um, it is. You're losing Treasure Hunt and, and Jaden Simmons next year. But I think... The future for this Arizona State team is, is really bright.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. And, I mean, you talk about all those sophomores and um, underclassmen, and you also have to remember that the Natasha there, the head coach, is only in her second year. So, you know, the fact that, okay, last year was not good, let's be honest. One conference win barely at the end of the year against Oregon State. who That was, like, the one game that I it was, like, okay, like, you know, you could probably win that one. Um, but only one conference win, and going into year two, hasn't been a great start to conference play, as we talk about not getting wins. But I mean, look—if you get one here against Oregon or Oregon State, and you know, heck, if you get two wins, that's uh, that's improvement from last year. So um, I think you look at the young players, and you look at a coach who's just really in the beginning stages of a rebuild. They could really build something here, and also. Um, Ty Skinner's a senior, but she should be able to get her red shirt for not playing this year. So if she comes back and that really gives you a veteran to lean on, this could be a a much better squad next year.
0: Awesome. We have one more question for you. Jonah Bruneau is going to ask you a question about uh, some men's basketball, and then we'll let you head out. But Jonah, this one's all you. Thank you, Austin. Yeah, hey, Justin, it's Jonah here. So before you joined the show, us in the studio, we were talking about uh, for the men's side, uh, we were talking about how the Pac-12, it's, it's Arizona State, the, or Arizona, excuse me, the clear juggernaut of the Pac-12, and then the rest of the Pac-12 is kind of, they're solid, but there's no real uh, juggernaut equivalent to Arizona. Uh, with that being said, uh, you guys, you know, just getting wins against Colorado and Utah, two 11-win teams, uh, big wins back-to-back, now putting yourself in a 10-win season so far. Uh, You got Washington coming up and then two struggling uh, SoCal teams in SC and UCLA. Um, So I guess throughout until the end of January for right now, where do you see the men's team, what the ceiling is in the near future? And then also, uh, where do you see them come around uh, March potentially being at? Man,
1: the men's team is so hard to predict because I gave you uh, a little bit of a synopsis earlier of how it started off bad and it got a little better and then, yeah, not great again, and now it's good again. So, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if it went the other way, but in all honesty, I think when I look at the squad and being able to cover them, they really have been rejuvenated by the addition of Adam Miller um, and having him and Frankie Collins lead the, almost leads the entire country in steel field. And they got a, good, a lot of good players, so I think I think they'll be a top five team in the pack. I think they could challenge for the fourth, maybe the third spot, because you mentioned the LA schools, who I think everyone thought was be really good, they are struggling, and you know, I mean, they they could bounce back, but right now they just don't look that good. So I think I think AUC could be a top five team in the pack, and if you're a top five team in the pack, it's probably on the bubble like they were again last year. Um, so I mean, I think I think it's a very good squad, but I do expect a will be regression. I don't think they'll finish first in the pack um, like they are right now, but. Yeah, and Oregon's up there too. I mean, you've got a couple good teams, but I'll say definitely top five and maybe four.
0: Love the love love the optimism, and I love like again coming from two programs that really didn't have huge expectations. Love seeing them do some great things this year. Justin, thanks for coming on. Uh, as always, if we want to find more of your work, what are you covering this term? And I'll I will let you plug yourself this time.
1: All right, what am I covering this term? Well, you can always find me on Twitter at the Justin Haas, obviously. Um, and then what else can you find me on? Well, men's basketball, like we talk about, at Cronkite Sports. Um, I'm also um, starting the Cronkite News Sports Bureau, which is at Sports Cronkite. Very confusing. Uh, but I actually started that today, so that was fun. Congrats. Um, and I'll find out Thank you, and I'll find out what my beat is in a few days, so that's cool. Um, we also heard that our show, for long 4, on um, Blaze Radio, which is the official radio station at ASU, is going to be Fridays 7 to 8 p.m., so that would be 6 to 7 in the uh, Pacific time zones, um, so keep an eye on that, but yeah, lots of good stuff going on this semester, just starting second day of the term, so let's get it.
0: Shout out. Well, thank you so much, Justin. Uh, I'm sure this will not be the last we hear of you on Quacksmack, but once again, thanks for joining us tonight. Alright,
1: thank you for having me. I look
0: forward to it. Alright, that was Justin Haas from Cronkite Sports. That's going to do it for the women's basketball section when we come back. We'll talk some